Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Create Your Life series, where we help you maximize your potential and results in the area of personal development, entrepreneurship, and travel. And I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown. Create your life. 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 On skip your liver. You better create your life. <laughs> create your life. Create la vie. Create your life. Create your life. Beautiful people, happy Sunday. It is an amazing day, and we are here in the studios to create your life series. I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown. And ladies and gentlemen, we actually have a treat in here right now. This gentleman, my brother from another mother, just walked into the studio. Create your life series family. We have Mr. Eric Fondren, CEO of Free ATMs in the house. Eric, say what's up to the Create Your Life Series family. How's it going, everybody? It's good to be here again. Man, it is a blessing to have you back, man. We've been trying it. to get you get you back for a while. You like come right up in the middle of the segment, <laughs> man. Just rolling in. How you been? What's going on? I've been good. Trying to get up here. You know, New York transit. Yeah, it's rainy days, man. It's raining hard out there. It's getting a little crazy. Yeah. <laughs> My yeah. feet are soaked. What's the latest with Free ATM, man? Let us know something. Oh, uh, we've been good, man. Um just expanding. Scale is the is the the key right now. So scale and growth. And right now we have um one customer, they have 8,100 convenience stores around the, the nation, and we're trying to close them. So that, that's, that's just a peek into, into what's going on right now. We're trying to close some deals that are, are hefty in terms of numbers, and if we can do that, then it's smooth sailing. You know, the only, the only other thing is execution, but that's a, that's a mainstay. So, E, we got a couple questions off our Facebook Live feed, and the first one was, how do we feel about the CEO life? I'm going to let you answer that first. <laughs> Uh, well, the CEO life is it's almost like being a, a, a parent <laughs> just a little bit, just because you have you have other people's lives um, in tow, whether it's your employees, your vendors, your yeah, clients, man. all of that. And then, of course, your family on the back end. But you really have to always be conscious of how others view you in your role. And that's in, across all the entire table. So there's a lot of responsibility and a lot of um, conscious self-awareness you got to be uh, on top of just to be successful. Eric, how do you measure that? How people view you in your role? It's how they respond to you. Mm-hmm. It's how your relationships bear fruit. It's gotcha. how consistent they are when you reach out, whether or not they reach back out to you. Mm-hmm. So all, all healthy relationships have a reciprocal dynamic. Right. And it needs to go back and forth in, an, in a fairly balanced manner, mm-hmm. even if it's only one call a quarter or something like that. Okay. But you can tell because those people will be interested in what you're saying. They'll follow up when you ask them to. Mm-hmm. And there's a good rapport there. The reason why I'm asking is I have different teams that I work with because we have different projects going on at Legacy Thinking Labs. And so one of the things that I'll do is, even with Sharice, who's in the studio right now, I ask her, how do you feel about this? What is your opinion? And I, how do you feel when I do this? What do, you, what do you think that we can make improvement at? Mm-hmm. And so 
to me, that helps to build a, I mean, we'd have to ask some of my team members, <laughs> but <laughs> I think that that builds a rapport amongst yeah. us, you know, because I think the thing about CEOing is that not enough Respect goes to the art of planning, man. <laughs> you know, you have to sit and plan for so long. Yeah. And, yeah. and sometimes you're just... Full fiscal year. Yeah. And forecasting and projections and then uh, contingency plans and things like that. And then understanding, okay, if this part of the process drops out, then how do you fill that in? What's the most important thing to focus on, mm-hmm. you know, right now? And mm-hmm. like you said, you know, sometimes you're dealing with people livelihoods. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if right. you have and people who are working for you full time and things like that. Right. So you can't fail not only for yourself, for your ego, but then you right. have your personal family. You just had baby Autumn yeah. 12 weeks ago. Yeah. You yeah. know, congratulations. Ago, Friday, yeah. But then you have the people who work for you who depending on you, like, look, man, I'm showing up every day. Right. I they need, got kids and family, too. Right. So I, I need us to bear some fruit. Yeah. It's an interesting dynamic. I'm lucky to be in the role I am, to have people who believe in what I'm trying to do and are willing to support me in those endeavors. And so I've been placed in a position where I have a vision and I need to motivate others to follow me in that vision. Now, you talk about what I call engaging your employees or engaging your team members. It's by providing them some level of ownership, some level of belief that what they're doing matters in the whole organization, especially when you have a small team. I've never had a team larger than five people under me, but we've been very successful in what we're doing, whether from a strategy perspective or from a perspective of how the industry sees us. All that has come together with just a small team because of the culture, because of always saying your opinion matters, your feelings matter. And if you think, and I'm willing to be constructively criticized in any way, fashion or form, there should Mm -hmm. never be any uh, Chinese walls when it comes to criticism and communication. I call it dictatorship. It's not a dictatorship. Right. right. And I feel like there's a Steve Jobs quote is we don't hire smart people to tell them what to do. We hire smart people so they can tell us what to do. And, yeah, you know, and that makes of course, sense. if yeah. you have people around you who are yeah. intelligent, of course, that's how you're yeah. supposed to pick your team. People yeah. not, who are not only intelligent, but who are invested and who can execute these right. different roles. Then right. you need to stay, take a step back and let right. them be great. Because at one point I was employee number two in the company right. and I was empl- only employee at one point and so I had to build out a team and I was doing the programming I was doing the selling I was doing too much obviously not everything I was being successful at I was just worn thin and so I knew I need specific people I needed someone in the ops role brought on someone that was keen clear she knew exactly how to get things done was a self-starter so once she got a little bit of information she was comfortable going out and finding answers to any questions that she had and then I had to go and find me a software development lead as well and I was actually a pair of developers that came into the fold and they have their particular roles even in a department people have different roles like one individual manages the project looks at it from a 40,000 foot level and the other one's literally boots on the ground you can give her a task and it's like a sniper she's just knocking them off task by task so you have to really get into your employees heads and understand how they work what incentivize them because employee b wouldn't necessarily be happy managing a team but employee a wouldn't feel fulfilled unless he was managing a team so there's all these different things that you have to manage in order to be successful what do you do when they drop out what do you do when that employee, one of those employees who are dire because you got a five-man team, what do you do when one of them drops out? How do you handle that? You, you, so you have to plan for it because it's, it's almost inevitable, right, turnover. 
You have to plan for it. So there's this level of knowledge transfer that occurs when people are coming into the organization and when they're going out of the organization. And while they're there, you have to continuously go back to the well because they end up becoming wells of information and pulling it out of them, documenting it, storing it somewhere. So you, you create learn. SOP standard operating procedures based exactly. upon the knowledge that they're giving you, right? Exactly, okay. exactly. And you're documenting all of that, keeping it somewhere so that you can reteach it on the next hire. Right. Um, but, you know, in, in terms of quotes, fire fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember you told me that. <laughs> Say it again. Say it again. If you, if you know that you don't have someone who fits the organization well, get rid of them quickly. Don't waste any time trying to figure out whether or not they're going to change, fix what they're doing. You're going to motivate them better. They're going to see themselves working in the organization better. It, you're going to waste more time with that asset than you would with getting a new one. Although once you do go get a new one, take all that you learned with the previous one before you, you know, fill that role again. But it's important to hire intelligently in the beginning because there is a learning curve when you right. bring somebody new onto the right. team, and that costs. That costs. I mean, you're talking about three months. I don't, even, I don't care what it is you're doing. It doesn't matter if you're just hiring an administrative assistant. She has to learn the industry. He has to learn the techniques. They have to learn the CRM culture. system. Yeah, they have to learn everything nuanced about your organization in order to be successful. And that's going to take at least three months from a ramp-up period. So that's why never count your feathers until you're six months in with an employee. You don't know if they're productive or not. That's very true. Very true. And, and culture is important, man. That feedback is, is something. <laughs> it helps you grow, though. There's nothing hey. like it, especially because they're close enough to know the ins and outs of the organization. Mm-hmm. They're close enough to the fire to feel it when it gets too high. So if you're not transparent and provide them a level of transparency that helps them understand why you're in a particular scenario and how they can help you meet the goals and keep the organization running, then they're going to feel left out to some degree. But then at some point, it's going to turn sour on you. And when the culture turns, it turns quickly. Yeah. And if the culture turns, you don't want it to affect other employees. Exactly. Or other team members. So I definitely, definitely get that. Yeah. Yeah. Virus. We don't need that to spread, man. The other question that we've gotten from our listeners is, what advice would you give someone who wants to give up on their dreams I'll let you go with that one first, man. Interesting. I have a few different thoughts about this, but I'll be concise for the sake of the radio show. If you are marching towards your dreams and you're giving up, then maybe you need to sit down with someone close to you, around you, and help reformulate that dream. Because one thing we can tend to box ourselves in is this idea of what success should look like. And the truth is, success is way more organic than that and way more chaotic than that. So you may ultimately get to your dream. It just takes you five steps around the corner to get there. Mm -hmm. So you need to reformulate how it is you're going to achieve your dream. And that way, even though you may take another 10 years to achieve it, you never gave up on it. You just got more strategic. You got more efficient in terms of figuring out the pathway towards your dream. A lot of times people are worried about giving up on their dream. It's because it's too much. They're, they're overwhelmed by what it takes to be successful, but they're looking at the end game and they're not looking at the first step. I think there's a Martin Luther King quote. Basically, he's talking about taking that first step up a spiral staircase. You can't see the rest of the steps, but you got to take that first one. So if you're worried about giving up on your dreams, it's very probable that you're not looking realistically at how to achieve them. And if you do that and then break up those realistic steps into bite-sized, minute tasks, you'll know that you have a clearer path towards victory than what's going on in your head right now because it's probably clouded by emotion. Okay. 
And so to piggyback off of what you just said, I think one of the most important things is to research right. what it is that you're trying to right. execute and kind of understand the paths Absolutely. and the time frames that other people have done it in. Right. And if you can peep their shortcuts, yep. then you can expedite your process. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I think another thing is being concerned with what it looks like. Mm. For example, if I'm like, I want to have my own radio show, but it has to be on some huge network. Right. It's like, well, can I make the same impact on a local show? Or can I start here and then grow? Grow. Grow. Because I need to start somewhere. Yeah. Right. And I need to understand the process and all these things about it. And then everybody knows what a professional looks like. Right. But no one knows what the lifestyles of amateurs were before they actually became professionals. professionals. Right. Nobody talks about those 10 years in the basement. Go back to the D League. Like, <laughs> nobody talks about Kobe Bryant. Zuckerberg was, my, my was coding person. since 15. Right. Tell me what you did for 10 years straight before you made a billion dollars. For right. 10 years straight, you were doing that and you were heads down no matter what. If you do anything for 10 years, you're either going to be really successful or really bored. <laughs> are really bored. <laughs> belief, man. Bruh. Two ears, two feet, and belief. Two ears. You got to listen to other people, but listen to that inner voice, man. Absolutely. That two feet is that yep. action. Yep. And that's what I spoke at NYU about. But that belief, sometimes you got to just look in the mirror and say, you know what? I'm a bad MF. And I'm yep. the one. You yep. have to look in the mirror and literally say, I'm the one. If not me, then who? Who else going to do it? Somebody else is going to do it if you don't step mm -hmm. up and you don't do it. So I'm the one. This is what's going to happen. I said I was going to do it. Going back to the person who said, what would you say to the person who was thinking about giving up on their dreams? I would also say, don't even worry about that thought because it's not not normal. Everybody thinks that. Even the people that don't even know what their dreams are think that. And it's okay because it's a slight fuel inside you that says what you're doing now isn't enough. Mm -hmm. Do better. Do better. Do and better. that's a good thing because you're pushing yourself. And what's your quote? Iron sharpens iron. And if exactly. you're not sharpening, then you're resting. Exactly. The other thing I would say is this. Jay, who's the person who asked that question, thank you for asking that question. I'm looking at you on Facebook Live now. Eric is over my shoulder. Eric, you see him? You build your confidence by doing what you say you're going to do. Mm. And so if you can continue to build your confidence by doing what you say that you're going to do, then when you get those doubtful feelings in the back of your head, you're going to be like, bro, I already know that I could do it. I'm just having a little pity right. party, a two-minute pity party. You won't let it prolong right. and go on for that long. We got another question from uh, Sheikha Jones via Facebook Live. Do you advise paying for workshops to learn more of a certain industry or researching on your own? Hmm. Self-knowledge costs money. How you decide to spend that money, you'll get better at as you do it but always invest in self. You shouldn't be too worried about it. Now, don't go pay $1,000 thinking that it's going to be some training program that's going to teach you how to be a millionaire. The only thing that's going to make you a millionaire is work. That's very true. Everything you want to learn should be teaching you how to work more efficiently. It shouldn't be teaching you any get-rich-quick screams. It shouldn't be teaching any of that. It should be teaching you how to make your decisions better. It should be teaching you how to deal with stress better. It should be teaching you how to manage salespeople better, whatever. It should be sharpening a skill or building some relationship in some form or fashion. But, I mean. And I'll, I'll second that. You know what one of the funniest things is, man? You told me not to buy this $2,000 program. And you was like, no, Kevin, you know what? You're not ready, man. So, Eric, in case y'all don't know, Eric is one of my advisors. And so, and I have, I have this group of people who I listen to when they talk to me. Everybody else, I don't really listen. He told me, don't buy this program. It was $19.99, and I bought it. And that thing is still in my uh, sitting on the shelf. Yeah, man, it's in it's Never in my uh, yeah, it's in the closet, bro. 
And so I didn't do it. But what I would say is, is invest in the program, but also take a program that you're immediately going right. to work on. Right. So if you're at that stage where you need to break through and you need this in order to move to the next step, then I would say invest in that. But if it's something that's two or three years off and you have all these things in front of you, then I would say focus on the things that are going to help you be more efficient and help you kill mm-hmm. that particular. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you'd say you have a, a ton of mentors and advisors. That's another thing. Not if a ton. You have, well, you have enough few. that are quality. Yeah. And that's the point. You have to have people around you that can guide you in ways that will help you get over the gaps in your knowledge mm-hmm. in the short term. That's what really helps people be successful. I forget who this quote is. You know, I'll quote all day long. I forget who I'm quoting, but it's like your net you worth is your net worth. Who you know is going to directly impact how much you're worth from a wealth stance. Now, that's mentally, physically, spiritually, financially, all up and down it. Absolutely. But those people around you are going to be able to just turn your cog just slightly, just that much more impactful exponentially. You're going to be able to to see things from their perspective and step that trap all through your progress to success. But you got to know people and you got to be willing to go out and meet them. That's another thing. If you ain't out there meeting new people and you stuck, man, can't none of us help you. Then you don't it's your us. fault because you're not out there <laughs> being mixy. You're not out there making it happen and networking. And so with that insight that we just got from Mr. Eric Fondren, definitely want to say thank you to Eric. Please tell the Create Your Life Series family where they can find you. Yeah, absolutely. Email me at eric at freeatm.com. You can also find me on Twitter. That's Eric, E-R-I-C-N-F-O-N-D-R-E-N. That's my handle, Eric Fondren. Okay, cool. And Create Your Life Series family, as you know, if you have any questions about the show, then always you can contact us via Facebook Live. You can hit us up on our Instagram, at CYL Series, and you know that our podcast episodes come out every single Friday at 8 a.m., so be sure to download those and createyourlifeseries.com also has the, the podcast on there and we're available on iTunes and Stitcher. And that is a wrap. We, it's been a beautiful Sunday and continue. Enjoy your week and we will see you here next Sunday.